Welcome to The Frontline, a podcast for Christian men who are fighting for their marriages, fighting for their children, and pursuing the plans and purposes of God in the everyday, mundane, in and outs of life. Day by day, the battle's raging, lies of the evil one messing with our minds, opposition on every side. But this day we fight, this day we believe, this day we overcome. Despite the war around us, we line up, our shoulders broad, our confidence in God. Today, we stand on the front line. This is the front line. Well, man, oh man, I am ready to get this podcast underway. I'm sitting here with my cup of hot Nespresso coffee, and I'm ready to go. And man, this week, this last week here in Southern Ontario, Canada, it's been like a taste of spring. Spring has been in the air. The sun's been shining beautiful. There's been some uh, warm above zero temperatures. And man, I think I even heard some birds chirping out there. So man, I can't wait for spring. I love this time of year. The anticipation of spring just around the corner, the longer days, warmer air flooding in. And I just love it. Barbecues, family bike rides, Finally getting into my vehicle to wash my car on the inside and on the outside. Yes, I'm one of those guys that throughout the winter, I do not like washing my car. I just let it get all salty and dirty. And I don't like that part, but man, I look forward to getting her washed up. So man, the sounds, the taste, the smells of spring have been in the air for me here in Southern Ontario. So I am excited about that. It's going to be awesome. So just this past week at work, I, uh, I do custom cabinetry. Uh, we do custom millwork, custom cabinets, kitchens, bathrooms, anything wood, anything cabinetry we will do at the company I work for. And uh, this past week I had to go on site uh, to do some uh, repair work at some clients' homes. And so it took me to another city and um, I finished up the, the work there on site that was needed and I left the job site. and. I'm heading home and I was kind of hungry, so uh, I stopped by the local McDonald's of that particular city and I grabbed my usual small fry and two McDouble hamburgers. And uh, I asked the lady, I went into the store and I asked the lady, uh, her name was Elizabeth, uh, an older an older lady there, and uh, she served me and I said, hey, would you mind throwing some extra pickles on my McDoubles? And she asked me a question like I've never been asked before when I've asked for extra pickles. She said, how many pickles, extra pickles do you want? And I kind of, I didn't know how to respond. Like, I don't know, 20? Like, I, I don't know how to respond here. Normally, when I ask the question of extra pickles, I just expect to get one extra pickle for a total, grand total of two pickles, right? And she's like, how many do you want? I'm like, I don't know, just throw a few on there, I guess. But I was tempted to say a boatload and I've never, it took me off guard. McDonald's giving me this kind of service. And then she says, hey, uh, by the way, do you want a large, a free large uh, uh, shamrock milkshake? I'm like, okay. And she hands it to me and I take this shamrock milkshake from her. And as she gives it to me, I kind of immediately take a swig. And I didn't want my face to express my feelings but this shamrock milkshake from McDonald's was nasty it was it was horrible to uh, to to get that into my mouth but it was free and I thought I'd take a chance and so I thought I'd take a second sip just to make sure maybe I was wrong and the second sip was just as bad 
and I even did a third. Like, let's give it a chance here, right? And <laughs> all three sips of this Shamrock shake was absolutely terrible. So uh, I highly do not recommend getting the Shamrock shake. Thank the Lord it was free. And I left the restaurant holding that Shamrock shake. And as soon as I got out of her, her site, I chucked her into the trash can. But yeah, pretty much, if you wanna know, I think I've nailed down the ingredients of what was in that Shamrock shake. So if you're interested in wanting a free shake of your own, just go up to your bathroom and grab a tube of Spearmint Aquafresh uh, toothpaste and squeeze that whole tube into a, a big cup. And then take, uh, you know, those jugs of green mouthwash, just fill about maybe half a liter of, of green mouthwash into that cup with the toothpaste, give it a little stir, and then take about maybe three, four cups of uh, sugar, throw those cups of sugar in there, and then I'm pretty sure about two bars of Irish cream uh, uh, soap, uh, or excuse me, Irish spring soap, throw those soap, soap bars in your cup, and then, uh, and then I think just stick it in the blender, and uh, voila, you got your shamrock shake. That's basically how it went down for me. And uh, again, do not recommend the shamrock shake from McDonald's. So moving on. Okay, we need to get moving along here. And so on a brighter note, and hopefully a more helpful note for you gentlemen, uh, like me in my home, obviously we have Wi-Fi internet. I'm sure you also have Wi-Fi internet in your home. And as a dad in my home, I'm always wanting to make sure that <clears throat> my kids are, uh, are safe using our Wi-Fi. And uh, you know, my kids love Wi-Fi, and I'm sure if you have kids, they also love Wi-Fi. Uh, when the Wi-Fi goes down for maybe five, 10 minutes, it's like panic mode from my kids. They're like, dad, dad, the Wi-Fi's down. You know, and, and they would say that for them, it's probably what they would call the, the, the most important appliance in the home, right? Don't, don't mess with the Wi-Fi, dad. We need our Wi-Fi. Take the fridge, take the microwave, take the waffle maker, man, take the toilets, but dad, don't take my Wi-Fi, right? And this is a perfect example of why taking Wi-Fi away from kids as far as a form of discipline is very effective, gentlemen. But anyways, as a dad who really cares about my kids, I love my kids and I want to give them freedom and I want them to have their freedom, you know, uh, with certain things. But when it comes to internet and Wi-Fi, um, I'm aware of the online dangers on the internet. They are also aware of the dangers of the internet because we've had very thorough, open conversations about that. But I want to try to keep my internet here as safe as possible. And I totally understand I can't prevent everything bad from you know, popping up on our screens or devices, but I wanna do whatever I can. And I also know in my case that my kids are older. They're not little you know, toddlers using their internet on our phones or tablets. You know, my son's 16, my daughter's 13. And so they're more responsible than say a six or seven year old would be. Um, but I also, I'm aware of uh, the dangers that can happen online. Uh, obviously there's lots of temptation uh, online. There's uh, things like online bullying, uh, cyber bullying, things like that. And even online predators are all a reality of our internet. So uh, like yourself, I'm sure you can understand, I want my Wi-Fi to be safe. And I've been really desiring to get a new router that would give me some control on my phone, some parental controls, and uh, you know things like I could set certain time limits on their devices. Um, you know, at night, at say 10 o'clock, it shuts off, and it's off all night till till about eight in the morning. I just wanted to have that 
type of control, uh, the ability to block certain websites. And so I want you to know that I've come across a router and maybe you're listening and this might be helpful, I don't know. But I've found on Amazon uh, a, a router and it's simply called the TP-Link Archer C7 and the item number is AC1750. Again, it's the Archer C7 TP-Link AC1750. I know that's a bunch of gibberish, but that's the name of this router. And again, I don't know much at all about routers and modems and connecting things like that. But I found this router and this was super easy. I literally plugged it in, connected it to my existing modem, and in a matter of minutes after downloading the app that it comes with on my phone, download the app, it connects in a matter of minutes, super easy. I paid 80 bucks for it, Canadian dollars on Amazon, and it works incredible. I have all the time limits set up, I can see history of devices that are connected on it, and I just have that control and just a kind of a newer sense of uh, peace knowing that we have that control over helping our kids um, on, on the Wi-Fi use. And so that might be interesting, that might be helpful for you, but check that out on Amazon. And uh, I know for me, I highly recommend it. It's a great router and it's super simple to connect. So now we're gonna get to today's topic. Let's get to today's topic. Let's get this show on the road. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Ephesians 5 verse 25. Now gentlemen, listen. In my opinion, one of the greatest ways that we can show our wives that we love her is by three things. By listening to her, by thinking about her or putting thought into our marriage, and third, by getting it done. Meaning we respond with action to whatever your wife has expressed to you verbally. So if your wife expresses something to you, something she needs from you, we get it done. Again, three things that I believe as men that show our wives the most that we love them are listening to our wives, thinking about our wives or our marriages, and then getting it done, putting forth the action and the effort and the work into that area of our marriage. And so listen, I have an honest question for you. Are you listening, gentlemen, are you listening <clears throat> to your wives. There have been times with my wife, Cindy, where she's been speaking to me, sharing her thoughts, you know, sharing her feelings to me, sharing things that she desires or things that she needs, sharing her concerns with me, or even just sharing and talking to me about things that maybe have upset her. And I'm sitting there with her and I'm hearing what she's saying, but I'm not listening to what she's saying. It's just in one ear in one ear and then out the other. So listen. Are you listening, gentlemen? Hearing is when your ears hear the noise coming from your wife's mouth. But listening is when you hear with your ears, but then you internally, with thought and with care and with love, you receive what she's saying with the intentions of acting upon what your wife is telling you. That's listening. You see, hearing requires no effort. It only requires a pair of ears. That's it. If you want to hear your wife, all you need is your two ears. You just got to sit there and exist and you will hear the words that she's saying. Hearing is easy, but listening, listening requires effort. 
and an honest desire within you to respond and to act upon what your wife is saying to you. Listening means that you don't forget what your wife just told you literally a minute ago. And that's happened to me before. I'm guilty of that. I, I will forget things almost immediately as she's saying them to me. They just don't, I, I just don't grasp them. And then I have to really carefully navigate my way through the rest of our conversation, just hoping that however I respond makes sense or hoping that I didn't agree to something in that conversation, you know, without me being truly aware of what I just agreed to, right? Listen, listen. It's important listening to our wives. So let me give you some advice. If you get stuck in a conversation with your wife and like halfway through your conversation, you realize you have no idea what she's even talking about. It is best for you right there, gentlemen, to stop your wife and say, listen, babe, I'm sorry. I totally zoned out and admit that you're totally lost. You have no idea what she just told you the last five minutes. Be up upright with her. Be Just tell her straight up because, or else you are gonna find yourself trying to figure it out at the end of her when she's done talking to you. You're gonna sit there trying to figure out, okay, what am I supposed to do now? I have no idea what she said because you really weren't listening. And the truth is, listening can be harder for men. We don't like, as men, at least most men, some men might like to talk more than me, but we don't like a lot of talking. I don't. I don't like to do a lot of talking. I like to say what I need to say. I like to have conversations that need to be done, but I just want to get it done. Let's just do it. I'm a a doer, right? I don't want to talk. We just like to get it done, as most men, I'm sure, are. And sometimes women like to have conversations more than men. Women like to speak what's on their heart. It's just something that it's the way that women are wired. They like to get what's on their heart off and they need their husbands to be the ones to listen to them. I don't know statistics. I don't know of even specific examples within my own sphere in my life. But I am sure that if women can't have can't find that option and opportunity within their own marriages to really speak their heart and open up their hearts and talk to their husbands and have them actually listen with care and love and concern for their wives, they might go somewhere else and find that somewhere else on the job or with another gentleman that they might know in their lives. And we don't want that happening. And they don't want that happening. There's no reason for that to happen. As husbands to our wives, we want, to, we want to love them by listening to them. This is super, super important. And also, when your wife is speaking her heart to you, when she's telling you something, maybe that she's struggling with or something that has angered her, don't, in that moment, don't try to fix it. Don't start giving her answers. Let her get it off her chest. Just listen to her. And I've done that before. I've tried to give her right answers to help fixing the problem that she's telling me about, right? Don't try to fix it. Don't start giving her answers. Don't start quoting Bible verses to her. Just listen. Just listen to her. She doesn't need anything to be fixed from you in that moment. She just needs you to listen to her. Amen? James 1 verse 19 in the Bible says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to get angry. The Bible tells us 
be quick to listen and slow to speak. And in our marriages, we need to apply that. It is super important. Listen to your wife. Understand what she's saying. Mourn with her. Cry with her. Let her put her head on your shoulder. Don't just be Mr. Fixer-Upper and you want to just get it done so you can just move on to the next thing, right? Listen to her. Be slow to speak and quick to listen. So here's some other thoughts on listening to your wives for you, gentlemen. It requires us to focus. Sometimes I can struggle with focused, being focused. (laughs) Can you relate with that? But if we are going to sincerely listen to our wives, we need to have a sense of focus. Don't doze off in some daydream thinking about the hockey game or your new phone or even responsibilities at work when your wife is talking to her. And may I also encourage you, hold her hand. When you're sitting there, say on the couch and she's talking to you, put your hand on hers or you know your hand on her leg. This in one way, it's helped me. It helps me focus. Okay, my my attention is fully on my wife right now. I want to listen to what she's saying to me. Look at her. Put your eyes upon her eyes so she knows she has your full attention. Don't be looking around you. Don't look at your watch to see what time it is. And for sure, for sure, gentlemen, do not look at your phone. (laughs) If you look at your phone, it will be the end for you. It's not going to be good for you that night. You for sure will be sleeping alone on the couch. So show your wife that you are listening and that you are engaged with her. You are focused when she's talking to you. So she knows that you are really listening to her. And let me make a very practical suggestion to you. Most of us, if not all of us, we have a smartphone. You, You probably listen to this podcast on your smartphone. Right, And I would encourage you, when your wife talks to you and she pours her heart out to you, take out your phone when that conversation is done or even during the conversation and tell your wife, listen, I want to write this down so I don't forget about it, so I can be praying for this, so I, so I can remember what you're talking to me, to me about right now. That is super important because your phone is always with you. And if your phone is always with you, those notes about what your wife is talking to you about will always be with you. And then you'll have no excuse. You'll never be able to forget what she said to you. Because if your brain loses memory of what she's talking to you about, flip your smartphone out and just read it. It's right there. So that's my little piece of advice. Take that. I've done that before. And even set reminders on your phone. If there's something that your wife tells you and you need to remember it, put a reminder for later on that night to to remind you about that conversation and then at that point you can make some notes down but super practical super simple but i would encourage you to do that gentlemen so let's keep moving on here okay moving on so your wife just talks to you and you listened to her and now it's important that you think about her meaning you put thought into what she just expressed to you the conversation you just had you don't just listen it doesn't stop there it doesn't stop with making notes on your phone but now you want to begin thinking about what she just said right it's important that we put some thoughtfulness into our marriages and into our relationships with our wives You don't just want to listen, but now you want to begin to process what she just talked to you about. You want to really start to consider the importance of what she just talked to you about. You may not understand it right away. You might even think, you might even think that some of the things that she just talked to you about 
are not very important. And they may not be very important to you, but they should become very important to you because they're important to your wife. And if the two of you are one, the things that are important to your wife, they have to be important to you as well. And this might take some effort and some thought and some planning. We need to do this within our marriages. And if I'm honest with you, gentlemen, when it comes to being thoughtful about my marriage, at times I can struggle in this area. I can so easily let the responsibilities of my life take like 95% of my thought capacity. Whether it's thoughts about work, you know, different projects I'm working on at the job or different deadlines or even stresses or even good things that are happening at at the job. Work has a huge place in my thoughts or thoughts about my kids, you know, raising them, making sure I'm teaching them and spending quality time with them, make sure I'm aware of what they're dealing with, if there if struggles are in their lives, making sure that I'm I'm there to help them alongside of that, but thoughts about my kids have a huge place in my mind and in my thoughts. For me specifically, thoughts about ministry. I, you know, thoughts about the church that I help pastor, um, you know, whether it's even about just different hobbies, things that I'm interested in or, or responsibilities around the home, you know, yard work and cleaning out the garage and all of these things have a place in my thought capacity. Even thoughts about good things and good desires and hopes and dreams. These things can all just take over my mind and my thoughts are now consumed with everything else except my marriage. And it's important that we have some thought and we put some thinking and some planning into our marriages, especially with the things that your wife just told you, the things that are important to her as you listen to her. And I would say the number one thing that can cause us to easily neglect putting thought into our marriages is busyness. Busyness. We live in such a high-paced world. Everything is Go, 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 easy pay, smartphone, smart TV, drive through this, just go, go, go. You're always on the run. But my encouragement to you, gentlemen, is to stop and slow down. Think about your marriage. Think about your wife. Think about what is on her mind. Think about the things that she's concerned about or things that she needs from you things that she's had conversations to you about. Think about them. Don't just cast them aside as not important, but slow down and really put some thought into these things. Here's an example. Think about how you and your wife can have some alone time. Maybe like me, you have kids, you have a lot of things going on, and it can be hard sometimes to find quality alone time with your wife. You know, think about when it works to have alone time. What day could work, you know, this week? What time of that day could work? Maybe some morning, maybe some night, but put some thought into that. Look at your schedules and, and see when it could work to have alone time. How, how it could work. How is this going to happen? You know, if your kids are younger, you got to find a babysitter. Or maybe they could go to the grandparents, you know, for a few hours or for a night so that you and your wife can be alone. You know, where are they going to go? Are you guys going to are you guys going to stay home alone? Are you guys going to go out alone for a nice dinner? You know, where are you going to go? Put some thought into spending alone time with your wife. That's a perfect example that applies to every man who has a wife. Put some thought into things that you and your family can do together as a family. 
This is super important. And sometimes I think the wives and the mothers of of families can put more thought into, you know, what we could do. What are some plans and fun things that we can plan and do as family? And this is important for the husbands and the fathers to put thought into that as well. You know, one thing that over the over the years when our kids were younger and and even up into their older teen years now, we still have fun doing this from time to time, but we camp out in the basement. You know, we get get some movies to watch. We take a bunch of blankets down and we might pull some uh, couch cushions from the living room and put them downstairs. And we just make a huge bed downstairs with blankets everywhere. My daughter will bring down all these stuffed animals and things that she likes. And, and we just all sleep in the basement. And it's just a fun time, right? One time we, we had a fake kind of campfire, um, you know, with, with some lighting, LED lighting and some red ribbon and orange ribbon that would blow up with air. And it was just fake fireplace. And we, I think we roasted marshmallows over a tea light and things like that. You camp out in the basement. These Putting thought into these things of what you can do with your family, you know, certain day trips that you guys can take. You know, or things to do on the weekend. Like, hey, you know, why don't we plan to go here on the weekend? Or, you know, why don't you take one kid out and I'll take the other kid out? Or whatever it might be. Just show your wife that you're putting some thought and some, you know, regarding plans and things that you guys can do. Put thought into even future goals that you and your wife have, right? Different desires that you want to see happen. These things require thought. And our wives need to see that we are thinking about these things because they're important to her. Another area is thinking about our financial goals. You know, if you still have, if you have some debt, you know, that needs to be paid off, think of ways that you can get that paid off quick, quickly, you know, and, 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 and go over that with your wife and talk about these things together. You know, your different savings, you know, how much do we want to save this year? And these are things that are so easily, because I'm guilty of it, so easily just just push them aside. I don't want to deal with this. It's it's too stressful. It maybe it seems too far out of reach. You know, maybe you're struggling in in this area of finances, and you just don't want to think about it, or any area that's just a difficult area for you to think about. It's just easy to put it away. But I I say no. Pick up the challenge of it and put thought into it. What can we do? We might not be able to do a lot right now, but what can we do? And then talk about it with your wife because this is important for her. We, she wants to see husbands putting thought into our marriages and making plans for our marriages so that we can, these plans that we can do together. It's super important putting thought into our marriages. And I, again, I struggle with this and I'm trying right now in my life, I'm trying to do better at this in little areas. Don't, don't feel overwhelmed by it, but just start small and in little areas, show your wife that you are thinking about her and that you're thinking about your marriage and your relationship with her and your life together. They need to know that we are thinking about our marriages. And so one last thought is you can listen all day long to your wife and she can pour her heart out to you and you can write a thousand notes down on your phone and then you can start to put some thought into this. You know, how can I plan this? How can I do this? But if it ends there, it, it's it's meaningless. We have to get it done. Listen to this scripture from James chapter 1, verse 22. He's talking to Christians and he says, Do not merely listen to the word or the word of God. Don't just listen to the word and then deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Don't just listen to the word of God. 
Don't just hear the preacher preaching about the Word of God. Don't just read it at home in your Bibles and listen to the Word of God that way. He says, you need to do it. Right? Another version says, don't just be a hearer of the Word, but be a doer of the Word. And this same application applies within our marriages. Right? You can say, oh, I love Jesus, I'm a Christian, I love the Bible, I obey the scriptures, you know, I want to serve God, and all that. You can say it all you want, and you can listen to as many sermons that you want to listen to, and as much preaching and podcasts and teaching and all that stuff. You can listen, listen, listen. You can listen your little heart out as much as you want to the Word of God. But if you don't do what the Bible says, then you deceive yourselves. And it's powerless. There's no life there. There's no life there. You can listen all you want, but until you decide to do it, to do it by faith, Lord, I want to obey the word of God. I want to do it. I want to do what I'm hearing from your word. Then that produces life and power and victory in our lives. And that same application is super important within our marriages. You can listen all day long to your wife. But it's until you get it done, that's when it actually matters. Now we're getting somewhere here, right? There's been numerous times my wife would talk to me and I would hear, I would listen, I'd put some thought into it and then it just fades away. Why? Because life gets busy, you know, Monday morning comes after our weekend, you know, on the weekend we talked about things, we went over things, Monday morning comes, back at the grind of work. My mind is now focused on work and it so easily can just be just slipped to the side again and and not prioritize. And right now in my life, I am trying to make this a priority because I see the importance of it. My wife has expressed to me that this is important to her. She wants to see me listening to her and not just listening to her, but actually putting some thought into our marriage and then doing something about it, getting it done, you know, booking that that time where we can have a night alone, like getting it done. It's on the calendar. It's done, right? Not just saying it, not just thinking about it, but doing it. This is so important within our marriages. And I want to encourage you gentlemen, because I can allow myself to feel overwhelmed in this area. Because for me, I love my wife so much. And when I hear that maybe she needs me to put more thought or some action towards um, some things that we're thinking about, When I hear that she needs that from me, I can overwhelm myself because I want to do something so huge. But I encourage you, start with something small. Keep it simple. Don't allow this to be complicated. Don't overthink this, right? Your wife, listen, your wife, all she wants is simple thoughtfulness from you. And she wants to see it put into action. Let me say that again. Your wife, she wants simple thoughtfulness put into action from you. You are the most important person in your wife's life. When she talks to you, it's because she values you. She trusts you. She knows that you're going to listen to her and you're going to respond with action to give her what she's needing because you're her husband. You've, you've, you've become one with her. You've shown her that you loved her over the years. And so when she talks to you, gentlemen, don't just roll your eyes and say, here's another conversation I got to get through. Don't have that attitude. Listen to her. Think about her. And then get it done and put 
with some thoughtfulness, put it into action. So your wife sits you down. She talks to you. She asks you as an example, honey, I need you to help around the house more. I need you to, you know, do, do some more cleaning. Just help out around the house more, she says to you. Your response should be the next day you're at home. You see a bunch of dishes that are dirty on the sink, you know, by in the sink or at the, on the counter. Your response should be to do them. Get those dishes done. Don't ask her, hey, babe, do you want me to do the dishes? Just do them. You might see a pile of laundry in the bedroom that has to be folded and put away. Don't ask your wife, hey, can I put the laundry away? The answer to that is, yeah, you can put the laundry away. You should already know that. So put the laundry away. You see that the carpets are dirty, the floors are dirty. Get out that sweeper, get out that broom, get out that Swiffer, you know, that Swiffer wet dry and get out the vacuum cleaner and start cleaning the floors. Or on a more important note, maybe your wife comes to you and sits you down and she opens up her heart to you and says to you as her husband and as the leader of the family, she says, I need you to lead our family spiritually. I need you. As my husband and as the kid's dad, I need you as the head of this home that Jesus has made you to be. I need you to be the spiritual leader in our family and in our marriage. And this can be a really intimidating thought for a man. Because some of us as men, we feel so inadequate in our relationship with God, possibly. We feel like we're not holy enough. We feel like we don't know enough Bible verses or we're not, you know, righteous enough or good enough or whatever it might be. But this can be an area, you know, being that spiritual leader in our in our marriages and in our families. This can be a very scary and intimidating area for us because we might feel like, man, we don't know how to do this. We don't know how to do this. How am I supposed to lead spiritually? What does that even mean? I would encourage you, if your wife expresses this to you, you need to respond. Don't just listen to her and don't just think about it. This is the most important area of your marriage where you need to respond no matter how you feel about it. And I would encourage you, start small, right? Sit down with your wife and say, listen, hon, let's pray for our weekend and take three minutes to pray for your weekend. Or honey, is there anything I can pray for you about? And then just pray for a minute, for two minutes for that prayer request that your wife has, that need that your wife has. Start small with simple times of prayer, right? Your wife needs this from you. My encouragement for you, gentlemen, is don't just go to church with your wife or with your kids, but lead them to church. And what I mean by that is it can be very easy on a Sunday morning to not want to go anywhere. You just want to sit around, you know, watch some TV, watch, you know, some sports in the afternoon and just hang around at home, right? But when you can say, listen to to your wife and listen to your kids, we are going to go to church and you set the tone. You show the priority. You show as an example of the importance of going to church as a family, of leading them. You want to lead them by example. So this is part of being the spiritual leader in your family. Do some family devotions at home, you know, with your kids on the weekend or in the evenings. You can go on the YouVersion Bible app on your phone. Just download the YouVersion Bible app. And they have all sorts of devotional plans on there for families with all sorts of different topics. 
get one of those to start. They're very easy. You read through a devotional and a couple passages of scripture and you can just show your wife that you're trying here. You're trying to put into action what you've heard from her, what, what she's expressed to you. This is super important for your marriage. Amen. Even if you're so scared in these areas that can seem so intimidating, these areas that you can feel so inadequate to do, respond with action. Do it anyway. Begin to, you know, whatever she's told you, begin to put some action behind what you've heard. And show your wife that this is important to me. I want to, as your husband, I want to do what you need me to do for the sake of our marriage. Amen? So listen, gentlemen. Listen to your wife. Think about your wife and your marriage. And then get it done. Put those things into action. And you will reap the benefits in your marriage. You will. Your marriage will grow your marriage will be blessed. Your marriage will be stronger than it was before. But it takes us as the husbands and as the head of our wives to make sure we're listening because we love our wives. We want to show them that this is important to us and that we're going to get it done. We're going to do this thing because we love our wives so much. I hope you were encouraged, gentlemen, on today's episode. And I hope you were challenged on today's episode. Listen, I would love to hear some feedback from you. Drop me an email, standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Again, I would love to hear if you have any testimonies that you want to share with me um, on an email. And just let me know in that email that you're cool if I were to share that testimony on a podcast. I would love to do that. And I just feel that would be an awesome way to be an encouragement for other listeners who tune into this podcast to hear testimonies from men just just like yourselves. They can hear your testimonies of what God is doing in your life and they will be encouraged by that as well. And also, listen, gentlemen, if you have things that you need prayer for, I want to be praying for you guys. So let me know your prayer requests as well. You can follow me on Facebook, on Twitter, at The Frontline Man. So gentlemen, listen to your wives, think about your marriages, and then get the work done. So until next time, gentlemen, keep fighting on the front line for the glory of God. And I'll see you next time. God bless. Thanks for joining me on the front line. Contact me at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Share this podcast with your family and friends. Look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God.